It's the herb at the end of the world. It's the herb at the end of the world. It's the time I took some time to heal. It's the time I took some time to heal. It's the time I took some time to heal. And I feel There's a poem from Sappho, the ancient poet, that goes, You called violets and roses, bloom and stem, often in spring, and I looked on as you wove a bouquet into a diadem. So this episode is a love letter to lavender, and also the color purple, (laughs) which throughout time, um, at least time that is remembered um, by this culture, is a color associated with queerness, with joy, with resilience, and um, yeah, thriving in a world that um, may not may not support that thriving, but doing it anyways. Um, There's a great song um, that I'll maybe try to find a recording of um, for this episode. And it's called The Lavender Song, which is um, uh, according to this article from uh, (laughs) dressingdykes.com. The article is from Lavender to Violet, the Lesbian Obsession with Purple. And the song is from the 20s from Berlin, which, you know, right before all the Nazis and the book burning of the the queer library. Um, And it's an anthem, and I'll just read you some of the lyrics. It says, what makes them think that they have the right to say what God considers vice? What makes them think they have the right to keep us out of paradise? They make our lives hell here on earth, poisoning us with guilt and shame. If we resist, prison awaits, so our love dares not speak its name. The crime is when love must hide. From now on, we'll love with pride. We're not afraid to be queer and different. If that means hell, well, hell will take the chance. They're also straight, uptight, upright, and rigid. They march in lockstep. We prefer to dance. We see a world of romance and of pleasure. All they can see is sheer banality. Lavender nights are our greatest treasure where we can be just who we want to be. So, and this song goes on. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, wanted to create this love letter to this herb that was really the first herb that I fell in love with as um, as a teenager. And it was really the herb that kind of, the plant that really captured my attention and kind of like jolted me awake to um the healing power of plants and the connectingness and grounding of it. It was really a, a plant and a scent that I really um, clung to in times that were really hard when I was coming up in high school. Um, and 
like I talk about in this episode, it was really like a gateway plant for me to connect into more plants. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to share this episode with you. Um, I have the great honor of doing this episode with my dear friend, Liz Fitzgerald, who is also um, a therapist and a um, seasoned meditator. Um, and I think does some meditation teaching as well. Um, and has been my friend for, for over 15 years, <laughs> as we talk about in the episode. And um, yeah, who is a dear, a dear one to me. So I hope you enjoy our, our connection to, to lavender, to each other, to, to queerness. And um, I hope it resonates with you. And um, yeah, it feels fitting to have this episode be like an opening, a gateway, and kind of recalling my um, be a beginning of plants, working with plants or being aware of plants. Because um, I do want to share with y'all um, that I will be taking a, a hiatus from making um, Herb at the End of the World for a while. Um, Hopefully not forever, but um, yeah, I've had some really, really big changes in my life and um, I want to reconceptualize how I do this podcast and um, I also just need some big rest time. I like moved cities and started a new job and um, my partnership ended and um yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm taking a little break and, um, hoping that this time will be really like generative for me to dream up, um, yeah, more, more offerings and, um, things that are really resonant with, um, what I'm working with and what I want to be offering. So, Thank you everyone who has donated to the Patreon, who has listened and shared this episode, who has come on as a guest, um, who has gotten anything out of this podcast. I um, really, really, really appreciate y'all. Um, sometimes making this kind of art feels like it, you know, you make it and then you just let it loose in the void and you never know what, <laughs> what happens after that. So, um, yeah, for everyone who's ever left a review or like told me that they listened to an episode, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I definitely want to be continuing to make, um, the podcast and I'm excited to see, you know, what happens after a nice, nice, good rest. So, um, thank you for all your support. And if you are on that Patreon and you have the ability to keep supporting amazing. And if not, I totally get it. So thank you so much for, for everything. And I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Herb at the End of the World. I am honored, excited, joyful, and just generally generally so happy to have my dear dear friend Liz Fitzgerald here with me today um say hi if you want <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Liz is my dear friend for forever. I don't even like how many, I don't know, over 10 years for sure. I am over 15, over no. 15. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> God, we're so old. <laughs> I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating all the wisdom over all of the years. Um, yeah. Oh my God. But yes, um, I believe that we met in the tri co-ops at Davis and which is a cooperative housing situation um which i know for me was like super growthful super generative um in so many ways socially spiritually and just like politically um uh we had fun getting up to some like political shenanigans back in the day during the like 2008 tuition hikes and all the all the things in the UC system and prop eight, that was that time oh yeah prop eight totally oh god I remember being in the kitchen at, of DSC of the Davis Davis student co-op um I think with you and prop eight when I heard that it passed um, mm -hmm. probably yeah and like crying which you know for anyone who's like baby and <sighs> remember that <laughs> um I'm talking to some youth who are like born in like 2005. <laughs> Just like, oh my no. God. So anyways, yeah, that was a, that was a like, was that a, like a state? I yeah, California. Yeah, if it was like an amendment or like just a law that like banned gay marriage and which was later overturned. But like, yeah, it was a sad, sad, intense moment. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. We got up to like a lot of things and then possibly. <laughs> I've seen all these years and um, I'm just so grateful for your friendship and and your love yeah. and um, I don't know I don't even have any <laughs> this is my dear one and thank you so much for being here <laughs> yeah you're welcome yeah um yeah so today we're talking about lavender which you know is a fun plant and I know for me it was definitely like a gateway plant into the plant world I remember like <laughs> being in Orange County going to the mall walking into <laughs> walking into Bath and Body Works and like going straight for the lavender shit because I was just like I don't know I like it like all, I, all this other stuff is a little like intense for me but like the lavender smell in particular was like really drawing for me. And I think, you know, it was very much my like first like plant friend, even in that like kind of weird form <laughs> um, was something that like really drew me. And, and I remember that you said something similar and like that being kind of like the first plant that you were drawn to too. Is that right? Totally. Yeah. If I like really look back, it's like that, that paved the way for a lot of my relationships with plants and what those meant, what those looked like for sure first conscious relationship of like being yeah do you like remember the first time you were like what is this or like that you felt drawn to it gosh I wish I could I mean I smoked so much weed back then I just like don't remember there's a little bit of purple haze you might say um, um <laughs> shrouds the memory um <laughs> uh, did I really smoke that much weed I don't know I mean I smoked my memory was hazy enough for all kinds of reasons right it was such an intense time um so packed full of things but I think um 
what I know, what I, what I know, like must've crystallized that first moment of like, oh, this is going to be a relationship is pushing it between my fingers for the first mm-hmm. time and smelling it. Like, not just like, oh, I see you and you're cute or whatever. Right. Like your experience in the mall is like, oh no, there's this, the, 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 the smell of lavender. Like it really became an ally for me very quickly, especially with mental health. Like, it's just like, okay. Like my senses, you know, like using that as a pathway to feeling grounded was kind of my first foray into like, how can I like, how can I find a way to like live as a human and not be overwhelmed all the time? Totally. So I don't have like that first memory, but it was definitely through mental health struggle. It was definitely through like, I need to ground. Can I please grab onto something? And lavender was, it could have been in the, in the gardens and the co-ops. It could have been like on campus. I mean, UC Davis campus is so like vast and beautiful and there's so many cool plants and like landscaping and stuff and for sure there's like lavender bushes around davis you know like i know it's there um but i know that's that must have been where i first like was like oh something clicked you know mm-hmm. totally i love that on so many levels because yeah the like the the pressing it between the fingers so that's such like a visceral like tactile description thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something that I love about lavender, especially like lavender that's like grown in arid places like Davis and like other parts of California is like, there's kind of, it's kind of crystally like, um, and like resiny, kind of like, like weed is. But like there's, there's this definite like really like aromatic, like almost menthol-y, you know what I mean? Like it's very, it's strong, you know? And I, I love yeah I love how you're describing the quality of like reaching for that and like going through the senses for grounding and for like support um because like yeah there's there's so much that's connecting in that when there's like so much that's disconnecting in like or whatever dominant culture but there's something very real and tactile and like enlivening and awakening but also grounding at the same time with like that sensory like memory of like smelling and like touching lavender for the first time and like releasing its smell by like moving it between your fingers you know yeah yeah totally it's like this like little like mini refuge moment where it's like you're out and about and it's like and I find myself doing, I like did that earlier today with some um, rosemary because rosemary is everywhere and like kind of like in California, right? Too, it grows so well. Just like, oh, can I get a little, can I just, okay, remember that I'm here, you know? Yeah, I do that with rosemary too. I really miss it. It does not grow here well. <laughs> oh, when I was on the East Coast, I was so sad that I was like, why isn't it everywhere? Why isn't it in everyone's yards? It's like, oh, it's also a sweet ally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, similarly, like, strong and, like, aromatic in that way. Uh-huh. Um, like, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know what it is about that. Like, for me, it's, like, very much, like, and not to say this is not the case with other plants that don't have this quality, but, like, there's a spirit of, like, aliveness that runs through it, both, like, a lavender and rosemary that, like, uh-huh. it's just it's so undeniable that it's, like, Oh yeah, there there is like a spirit of aliveness that runs through all things. All I have to do is just like put it to my face. Right <laughs> <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm curious too. Um I I know this, but maybe people listening don't know this. Um, that you have a tattoo of lavender, like pretty close to your heart. And I'm I'm curious. Uh-huh what inspired you and like yeah how it how it supports you as like a talisman and a piece of art 
Yeah, yeah. So I have this piece um, that's like swooping, like a swooping hawk, and then it like connects into a few um, lavender flowers, the stalks and the little leaves, and then the flowers kind of like going across like this on my chest. And um, for me, like those were two, those were two really big teachers for me at that time when I got it, which I think must have been when I was like 20, whenever I broke up with Laura Brown, I think I was 20, 21. Um, and was going through this, like my first big breakup, first like huge heartbreak, heartbreak, so much dysregulation, so much like freaking out and like, how am I going to be alive? You know, moment kind of a thing. Right. And, um, for me, like they have both been like such huge teachers and, it's, I feel like, you know, if I actually think about it in terms of the Dharma, which is interesting because I'm a meditator, Buddhist meditation practitioner, right? Um, I've like learned a lot from plants and from birds. And in, in meditation circles, sometimes they'll talk about the two wings of awareness, of wisdom and compassion. And I feel like birds, like hawks, I've learned the wisdom part from them, right? I watch, I've watched them and been like, oh, just like learning different things here and there and, and also a sense of protection, but like wisdom too. And the, the lavender, it's like, there's a little bit more of a softness, a tenderness, uh, like it's very compassionate reaching for lavender for me is very compassionate. And so I was 20, I was out of my mind. I didn't, I wasn't so conscious of like what I was doing this for, except I wanted to like I wanted to feel vibrant and alive and connected to things that were like really uh, meaningful to me. And that were about me. It was so much about like differentiation and being like, these are things that are me and mine. They're not about me in this relationship. This is just like, this is who I am. So, um, it became such a big support and just the act of getting a tattoo also is just so present moment focused. I actually just have one done. So I was very keenly aware of like, Oh shit, this is like, I can, I am just here. Um, and so there's so many layers to it. Um, and it's just, um, yeah, I like having it nearby. It's nice. Yeah. Um, it was a meaningful moment. It was an intense moment. It was a, yeah. How am I going to survive this moment? Kind of a reaching for a reminder. Yeah. I love that. And, and do you feel like it kind of helped you in that, in that survival and that like evolution of like coming into your own and differentiating? Big time, big time. I feel like, like, it's such a, um, I wish I was wearing like a different kind of shirt that would be easier to show it, but it's, it just feels like, um, it helps me come into myself. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt confident in a different way. I felt more me, um, like with that, with that adornment and it like led me to like exploring more things with lavender too. I think I ended up like, I think that summer after that breakup, I stayed on a lavender farm for a while. <laughs> um and like spent a lot of time like really close up with lavender and and got to have like experiences with that and that was really cool and magical and beautiful um so yeah it, it definitely helped orient me at that time an important moment oh my god I've always wanted to spend some time on a lavender farm and just like be in it <laughs> be a little bee and just rolling around <laughs> so special yeah yeah what was that like for you uh how long were you there I wasn't there that long because you know I think what I thought at the time is that I had an allergy to lavender which I still actually don't know if I do I think it might have been a dust allergy though but I was like 
really having a hard time. So it's like, I might be allergic to it in like large quantities is what I learned. Um, I also think I'm allergic to dust and it was, it's like very dusty, like drying lavender and like making like, cause they, it was a farm where they had, um, you know, they were growing it and then they were milling it and making it into different things, soaps or whatever to sell at the farmer's market and stuff. So it was like the drying process was, you know, I guess pretty crispy. Um, but it was, it was so like, uh, it was so magical to just like be in this literal field of lavender and the smell and the potency of, of that, even though it was like, oh man, I might be having an allergy situation. <laughs> I still loved it. Worth it. Worth it. Totally. <laughs> you only YOLO once. So yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. I think I remember that too. I think I remember like, it's so beautiful, but I think I'm allergic to it. So I think I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, really cool, but... <laughs> yeah. Allergic to something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Wild. But yeah, I mean like lavender as a plant is like really, really, really strong. I think it's a lot stronger than folks give it credit for like in a tea, mm-hmm. you know, or like in, in oh a, gosh, yeah. you can totally overdo it. And it's very drying, which is like, makes sense. Cause it's like hmm. also like a strong antifungal. And like, like part of why it's been like used as a soap for so long, because like, it's really antifungal. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I'm like, like, where is it? Oh, sorry. I got a little, um, uh, it being antifungal. I'm like, oh yeah. I would totally just like, I had my little bottle of lavender oil that I would like put a little bit on my finger and like stick a little under each armpit to like use as deodorant I'm like oh like cool like also antifungal great (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. that's a good tip (laughs) nice like that um yeah I love how you're describing being like in so much lavender too it's like really magical um and like I feel that too even just like looking at images of like fields of lavender or like yeah mostly fields of lavender I I feel that quality of like this like magic and this like the spirit of that coming through and I get really curious about like kind of what's up with that and what's up with that like across time um so yeah this is the point where I want to talk about like connections to lavender and like queerness and like queer magic (laughs) here's my here's my (laughs) transition song okay (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) Uh, that was my transition um (laughs) but um I don't know I just I I did a small amount of research before this episode and just kind of looking at connections of lavender like the color and lavender like the plant entity and also other plant entities that are like of a similar shade like and its associations with queerness and like queer connection across time and there's just there's so much of it and there's just like so so many like lavender coatings across time so I'd like to like kind of just go through a little list of them um number one we have our our friend Sappho the poet of ancient times talking a lot about like purple flowers and like beautiful adjacent people who knows how they thought about gender I don't know (laughs) but um yeah I just love that there's like this connection between like purple floral and like queer love particularly like afab queer love um or whatever I'm not sure how they would talk about themselves at that time but like 
yeah just like the sweet queerness um and then yeah like poets and playwrights and authors and artists of all kinds kind of drawing on these images of like lavender across time and um I found this article that I'll link in the show notes talking about some of those like um those connections to like purple and like lavenders with queerness um and this article is called violet delights a queer history of purple and right and like the opening quote (laughs) is in his book chroma that comes out it came out in 1993 the artist Derek jarman writes about color um and there's a quote and says purple is passionate maybe violet became a little bolder and fucks pink into purple sweet lavender blushes and watches which is just it's so spicy (laughs) 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 and um yeah it's just it kind of just has this association of like royalty and magic and just like this Mm -hmm. elevation of the spirit but that can be really threatening to people who like are part of the hegemonic dominant cultures and so we see like you know after the advent of like the gay rights or not the gay rights the like feminist movement in the 70s we have like betty freeman calling lesbians like the lavender menace and then people taking that phrase lavender menace and being like oh that's a good phrase i'm gonna take it and like becoming this like wing of the of the, like, like the gay liberation movement that um that talks about like queer people's rights and so yeah and then there's just there's just so much like coding across time with like lavender and queerness and I think that that thread that runs through it for me is that magic that you're talking about um and like that quality that you named of like coming alive through your senses that I feel like for me is very very present and like connecting to like pleasure and queerness and community um mm-hmm. and like enlivens and like reminds me of like why it's good to be alive <laughs> totally <sighs> such a sweet messenger yeah totally so those are some like things I think about with lavender and like the mm-hmm. color um mm-hmm. yeah and as I'm talking to you I'm like looking at I'm like looking at the lavender behind you and I'm just like sort of looking at the like in the quilt right like I can see the the parts that are kind of more of that like lavender color and the darker purple and as you were talking about like royalty and magic and like all that I'm like wow like I'm just looking at those colors and they have different energies to me like a dark purple like a really yeah really dark purple versus a lavender like it's I don't know I don't have good words for it but I'm like damn they are so different Totally. Yeah. And this, I love like color theory and just like, what's up with color? What's up with the energies behind color? Yeah. Yeah. I love to paint and like play with that. Cause like, yeah, there's something about like, yeah, the like you're naming like the difference between like a darker purple and like a lighter purple. To me, like lighter purple feels ethereal. Like it kind of feels, um, I don't know like up here and I'm like for you know people can't see me I'm like moving my hands around my head (laughs) and I think there's like you know in different systems and different energetic systems there's like colors associated with like different parts of the body and um, that's something I think about but like I don't know there's there's something about it that feels of the spirit and like very magical and like joyful for me like if I was gonna like 
I mean, I don't know. All colors are beautiful. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, there's there's just something about it that I just I feel really like connected to and like really kind of brings through like this quality of like joy for me in ways that like other colors yeah. don't. It's like joy, but it's also calming and grounding at the same time, you know? Totally. It's enlivening and calming at the same time, which I think is like kind of, it's interesting, right? Because it's, it's definitely something that, you know, if you see like a little bottle of essential oils at the store, it says it looks like lavender calming, you know, like that's the quality that it's assigned on its little bottle. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I also feel like it's, it's calming, but it's, it is enlivening because it's really strong. Like it's almost, to me, it's actually almost unpleasant sometimes. Mm -hmm the especially different types of lavender right like I'm thinking there's there's just like different varieties and maybe spike lavender is one that I I've got like my regular lavender essential oil and then I've got spike lavender I don't know what the deal is with spike but it is a little spiky like I'm like Ooh, <laughs> like you are like um packing a punch here and it's um I think that's the enlivening part right is it's like ooh, it's like strong mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I feel, yeah, you can totally overdo it for sure. Like there could, that could be too much. <laughs> yes. For sure. So yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I find balance in that um, somewhere, but yeah. It's also so different, like eating it is so different than smelling it. Like my experience of lavender, like when I was <clears throat> working at this cooperative bakery called Arismendi in San Francisco, we would make, we'd have these, we'd make shortbread cookies and we would do mix-ins. So it would be like, you know, baker's choice, you know, what are you going to put in the shortbread this week? And I was all about the lavender. So I'd be like sitting there in the back of the bakery, right? Like where no one could see. I was like, Ooh, let me, what am I going to play with? And I'd get out the big bag of lavender flowers that we bought in bulk and like pulverize them in the little like coffee grinder type thing. Right. And then just like mix it into the dough and like the smell of the bakery when we cooked those fucking cookies, like so incredible. And the taste is, um, uh, I love what the butter and the sugar and the flour like do to lavender. It, it mellows it out mm -hmm. and makes it like come through in like a different way. It doesn't have that sharpness to it, mm -hmm. but it's still just like, mm, it just, ah, I want to eat one right now. <laughs> now I'm talking about it. And that was like a fun kind of magic. Cause I got to like blend, blend it in the back of the bakery and just have it. Cause I, I was on some rough times for sure back then. Like I was trying to figure my stuff out in my early twenties, right? Like, like anyone does. And um, just like being able to be back there playing with lavender and opening the bag and like having this whole experience and then baking it and then selling it. It was just so sweet. I don't know what got me thinking about that. Yeah. I love that story. That's so cool. And I, I feel like I remember like, either those kind of cookies are very similar cookies from Arismendi because like I would go to Arismendi in the East Bay and like every Friday I just get my little like cookie sampler bag <laughs> that was like my highlight of the week was just being like I'm gonna get a shortbread and a chocolate chip and I'm gonna get another cookie I don't know you know yeah and I love how you're describing too like how like there's something in the alchemy of the oils like in the butter and the sugar and the flour that like makes it you know uh -huh. turn into something else like kind of takes the sharpness of the aromatic quality and like uh -huh. makes it softer and like mellows it yeah. i think that's really magical and i love that you were like also doing that to support your like livelihood and like you know selling them too because something that i think about too is um i have this plant-based tarot deck that my friend heather ender makes 
and lavender is the queen of pentacles which you know for people who don't know is like kind of about like earthly earthly materials and in some reading like um like security Mm -hmm. abundance or like money um yeah and i think about that a lot because like it's this energy of like want to say like having your shit together (laughs) or or maybe you know not entirely but like putting the pieces in place for yourself to give yourself some like stability or grounding and like Uh doing doing self-care and and caring for your own needs um and and balancing that with like caring for others and like showing up in community um Uh like really taking care of like the spheres immediately around you like the language in the tarot deck is like um like domestic mother but the way that I connect to that is like you know what are the things like the material everyday things that I do for myself to like give myself nourishment to give myself comfort you know and for me like you know that is like cooking and cleaning and like doing shit that makes me feel comfortable in my space you know um Mm -hmm. that also gives me this platform for like aliveness and like connecting with others like from a grounded place um mm-hmm. so, yeah I don't know but it kind of has this like you know overarching flavor of that like abundance or that like security which I think is hmm. that is interesting I mean it's interesting you talking about it in that more nuanced way is now like having me remember I didn't just have this individual experience of making these cookies we also I'm, I have a memory through these photographs of during pride month um we would do like fun shit at the bakery we would make something like fun and gay um and (laughs) there were a lot of us like there were a lot of us and we had this like one kind of like little party where a bunch of us queers like made these lavender shortbreads and we made like triangle shaped lavender shortbreads that we then sold to the community like as part of our celebration of like we're a gay ass bakery and you're gonna know it by these cookies like (laughs) we're not just like rainbows are cute but like you when you know you know you know like this is like a leveling up of letting you know that this is a queer ass bakery yes we have the rainbow cake that was delicious but also here's a triangle lavender cookie okay it's like multiple day <laughs> in the cookie <laughs> yeah yeah and it was just like so fun to like you know be it was sort of like I feel like it was like sort of after hours it was like after our regular hours or it was on like a quiet day and we just did this little photo shoot while we were making these cookies and like posing with them. And then two of us had lavender tattoos. So we were posing with the cookies. It was just very cute and very like, yeah, like of the community and connection, how it felt good. Like, cause we weren't just we were co-op, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we are under capitalism, but, um, and had to make money to survive and to thrive or whatever. But, you know, we loved being able to do things like that and be like, Hey, we made you a really cute thing that you can buy. Cause yeah <laughs> I love that. yeah so that to me is like total queen of pentacles shit because like <laughs> you that was a cooperative and like you were making it fun and joyous under the like totally soul-crushing oppressive <laughs> context of capitalism you're like this is that's all bullshit but like and we gotta survive and we're gonna sell some shit to survive and like here's our gay ass cookie please enjoy <laughs> yeah these are our gay ass cookies they're yummy <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. What a sweet memory. Which also confirms, like, I'm like, yes, I'm so happy I'm talking to you about lavender. <laughs> what a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
because yeah there's something like yeah community joy that's there too Um, yeah that was so sweet it was so fun yeah yeah I love that yeah that makes me think about just like various times that I've connected with like lavender in a community context and um the one that's coming to me is like I put a very little bit of it in like a smoking blend that I made for folks who are trying to transition away from like smoking cigarettes um Mm. like reducing their like cannabis intake and that was one that you really really could overdo (laughs) like if there was too much lavender in a smoking blend it would parch the throat it was just like so dry um but a little bit just like the tiniest sprinkle would like bring bring a magic to it that that I really Mm. that was one of the more popular things that I was making at that time and like passing out and like the um then camp stuff in Oakland was just like they're like oh do you have any more of that smoking blood (laughs) there was like mullen there was other shit in there too but like um just a tiny that was like the secret sauce was just like just a couple pinches of lavender yeah sounds yummy yeah 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 I don't know there's just there's something about the energy of that that just brings me so much joy and comfort and like yeah yeah solace because yeah the other way that i use it a lot in a big way is in tea with chamomile like oh yummy yeah like the chamomile lavender tea definitely like kept me going for several several years (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 they make i think they they still make that it's like a traditional medicinals like tea bag you know, you can just buy at the store. And first I was just imagining traditional medicinals. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's where I first tried lavender yeah. in a tea blend. Yeah, for sure. Was like one that was like from that was rescued from being from going to the dumpster for sure. Like in the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the great dumpster dive of 2008. <laughs> yeah, the great dumpster dive of 2008. I don't think it was from that dumpster dive, but man, we did a lot of those dumpster dives. <laughs> So much frozen food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah. yeah. Well, with something I think is really cool. Well, now that I'm reflecting on lavender, I'm like, yeah, it's about lavender. But for me, lavender was a gateway. And I know you said that lavender was a gateway for you, too. I feel like for me, lavender is kind of like really, you know, once I noticed it, it was so obvious. It's like, oh, my gosh, this it's so strong. It does It does this thing so quickly and easily for me, right? I just got to like press it between my fingers and I'm more present or I'm less in my spiral or I'm like a little more regulated. I remember to breathe. I breathe in deeply so I can smell it. Right. It does all these things that like, for me, at least it didn't take a lot of effort to kind of like find that benefit. But um, what I think it did is like open my senses to other plants until like get to know the place that I'm from and that I live in differently and make new connections with other plants and to like love them. So I think the way I connect with plants and herbs so much is through smell. Um, I'm a very olfactory centered person and it just has gotten me now I'm like thinking about all my other plant loves that (laughs) it's like, Ooh, I can smell that. Like I was just thinking about flannel bush. I don't know if you know flannel bush, but I'm a fucking, obsessed with flannel bush it's like one of my favorite smells ever 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 oh, um and it's got 
It's got these like really interesting, like sort of velvety leaves or they're, they're textured and they have these like bright yellow flowers. And there's, um, there were, or maybe still are some flannel bushes up at Spirit Rock Meditation Center and where I first really got to know them, but I can smell them from so far away. I'm like, oh, my friend flannel bush is nearby. What's up, buddy? <laughs> um, and it just has like opened my, um, yeah, opened my palette, you know, like it was, yeah, I feel like it was a gateway for me. Mm -hmm. And um, aw, I appreciate lavender for like welcoming, welcoming me into sort of more nuance and like plant smell and appreciating that, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. That's so interesting about flannel bush. I don't like, may, I have a memory of the smell of the flowers. So that's cool that you have like that connection and that positive association. All I know about flannel bush is if you're gardening near it and like you get all up in it, the like the little hairs on the leaves can actually be really irritating. That makes a lot of sense. Are, the texture is that, yeah, that that totally tracks. And it's actually the, the leaves that have the potency of the smell and not the hmm. flowers, which is so interesting. Oh. And that's, that's what I found with a couple of my like plant friends that I really love, like Sticky Monkey. I'm like, oh, the flower doesn't smell that much, but the leaves do. I'm like, oh, leaves? Mm -hmm. I gotta go smell some lavender leaves. I'm like, what's up with y'all? They're beautiful. They're great. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I was like, flower, this must be where the potency comes from. And I'm like, and the leaves are... And the leaves are also yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, you're teaching me about flannel bush. I've just mm -hmm. been avoiding it because I was just like, oh, <laughs> my like. Yeah, yeah. Don't put your arm in there, but put your nose nearby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love, yeah, the like the gateway drug of the plant world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That reminds me of just like, I don't know, that has me reflecting on um, like, experiences that have like opened me to like queerness and like queer connection which mm -hmm. definitely you know in my life and my trajectory has not always been like super easy like yeah. you know like it's definitely been a journey to like kind of open more and more to like love and connection and that's like taken me years to to get to where I am now um yeah I don't know that just kind of has me reflecting on like you know what were some of my like you know lavenders of queerness that like kind of Ooh. open things for me and I'm curious if you have any have any of those that you feel open to to sharing because I know that can be kind of tender oh my gosh so many of them are probably ones that we share I would imagine in yeah. some ways really like um mm, I mean right so like to kind of paint the scene a little bit for folks like these co-ops that we lived in on campus at UC Davis, there were these three houses that were all kind of like right in a row next to each other. And each one had a giant garden in the back. Um, well, Pierce didn't really, but anyway, the, there were giant gardens <laughs> and so many cool plants and people were just like doing all kinds of cool shit with these plants and like doing all kinds of shit with each other, right? Like there was all kinds <laughs> of like, <laughs> freedom of being flopped out like half naked somewhere in the garden doing x y and z in the fig tree right like i mean there was just like um just so many ways of just existing in nature that were so inter like inseparable from queerness in that space i think and so i feel like now that i'm saying it out loud my coming into my queerness which so happened in the in the tri co-ops for me starting to like get connected to that was through nature, was through plants. 
was through um, being barefoot out there, you know, like in these spaces with each other and like making this and making that and playing with this and being creative, right? We made all kinds of really like weird whack ass shit in the kitchen, like for our like <laughs> cooperative dinners, you know? Um, and like that same, I mean, things could get pretty sexy with some of those plants too. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, maybe I won't go to specifics on that, but like plants can be sexy and um or used in different ways right so i feel like that experimentation that abundance of nature um so like lended so well to that you know mm -hmm. yeah the abundance i mean it really didn't feel we we just had so much there you know yeah totally what a what a gift to be able to like be in that space and community and yeah i feel the yeah. same way about like being in the gardens and like had these memories about like you know gardening naked or just like being, being outside and being joyful and just like that fig tree was so so magical and oh like yeah yeah I have this memory of um this person who I'm not going to name but like who I only really realized that I had like really intense like love feelings for like at the end of my college experience and like at the beginning of my college experience they like wrote me this note and was like hi I think you're cute and I was like and it like didn't go in my brain like it didn't like you know I was like that's cool things and but like I didn't like you know like I didn't know that it was like flirting with me which something that again I had to like be sensitized to in a queer way mm -hmm. like over time because you know whatever um, but I have this memory of them, like, giving me a gift of, like, serenading me with a ukulele and, like, them singing to me in, under that fig tree as, like, a birthday gift. And it's, like, Aww. it's one of my, like, cherished memories, you know, like, things with that person. Like, we definitely, like, parted ways and I haven't spoken to them in a long time. But, like, mm -hmm. I, um, I have that memory of being, like, protected under the fig tree and, like, receiving that gift mm -hmm. and, like, it opening my heart just, like, this much more to, like, how I felt about this person. Wow. Wow, you got serenaded a bunch. Like, because I definitely serenaded you, too. I love <laughs> it, okay? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I mean music is again like kind of in that same vein of like yeah. aliveness and joy and celebration and just like that, that kind Potency. of like, myself. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. so hard to like put yeah I don't know if it's like the question where if there's just so many memories or thoughts but it's like kind of hard to like distill actually mm-hmm yeah mm. Yeah, which is okay, you know. There can yeah. be kind of like a like a feeling around it too. But that was just sort of like a, a little like inquiry that I had for myself of just like, oh, like what are the ways that like and what are the ways that I'm still coming into that aliveness in myself and like still remembering like how to be open to like magic and connection in like deeper in deeper ways that like, you know, can build lasting connection over time and that's something that I feel like in my lifetime I'm sort of like spir spiraling around you know like kind of getting deeper and deeper into like you know how do I build the relationships that I want in my life like how do I build these like networks 
of like queer community and like lovers and friends and people who are like my family and like the people that I want to you know just really build with and like be open to this like kind of ever expanding like ever like you know inspiring like opening 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 to that kind of like queer joy and spirit you know Mm. yeah totally Mm. like I'm thinking about you know some of the like the queer iconography with lavender that I read about in this article about how like Oscar Wilde would like um have like sometimes a sunflower in the lapel sometimes like a green a green geranium but sometimes like posies which were purple too and just sort of like imagining um you know like playwrights in the 1920s writing about like queer and like lesbian and like whatever relationships and just like you know what I I like imagining like what must it have felt like for them to find that connection and like that expression and that community in like a really different social context from where we are now but also like mm-hmm. where we are now culturally is like also really repressive but like in a different way you know um, totally so, yeah I don't know you know there's like that magic of connection when like the world or like the context of the culture is telling you not to but there's something that like Sappho knew <laughs> that I want to remember you know there's this there's this like um I want to say like praise or like um reverence of that like beauty and connection and like the ease of that like kind of the softness like and the grounding of that but also like the like you know I want to say like the extillation of the spirit that's not a real word but like you know like kind of like (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like and this is really just my like pining to be like a queer like a keeper like keeper of the well and like all of the like queer like wisdom keeper temple fantasies that I have <laughs> just like oh this age of time I just want to go back there when all we had to do was just tend a well and like help anybody who came out to us heal and like keep all these wisdom traditions just have all the gay sex in the water all the time like that's <laughs> that's I just I want to go back there like how do I <laughs> travel or how do I build that now you know like that's like a huge reason why I want to go to nursing school so I can get some money to build like a queer like friendly and celebratory bathhouse oh my gosh (laughs) I don't know you know it's like I think about that sometimes like you know, the opening and the gateway of things, like kind of the first couple of times I like tried to go to a sex party, I like totally shut down and like at one, actually two separate occasions, like totally like ran away crying um, because it was just like so much for my system, you know, but then through like love and just kind of like desire and curiosity and just kind of like trying again, um, was able to like open to this like, I don't know, just like an expansion of what, I thought I knew was possible in terms of like celebration of sexuality and like queerness. Uh, like, uh, I aspire to like keep doing that opening, you know, keep doing that 
that um, deepening of like what connection is possible. Yeah. You know, it's interesting as you're talking about that more and more, it's like giving me a little more context for how I'm feeling and why it's hard for me to access that. Um, or what I think might be making it hard. Well, I think I know for pretty much for sure. Like as you're talking about what you're envisioning for yourself and like wanting for community and like wanting this kind of like opening and opening and like this, these magical kinds of connections and care and like aliveness and vibrancy. It's like, um, I think that when I was young um, and first encountering queerness and my own queerness and community and all that and the co-ops and the gardens and the abundance and the the nature and the misery of like being 20 and being like, what the fucking fuck, you know, like, but also the magic that I had more, um, it didn't feel like it was ever going to change. Like the vibrancy of that, the vibrancy of queerness and the, and the amazingness of, of queerness. And I think that in a lot of ways, um, that has gotten, what's the word? Um, I've become more disillusioned mm -hmm. because it sort of seemed like it was this thing that couldn't be wronged, couldn't be wrong, like couldn't be fucked up. It was like the refuge from all of the bullshit. And I think that like, as time goes on and COVID is still around, but it's not technically a pandemic, but it's still really real for me in my life as a queer person with, with a disability, um, with a partner who's also very cautious about COVID still, um, I, it feels like there's this there's this queer party that's happening always out there without me a lot mm -hmm. of the time mm -hmm. that accessing it and having ease of access and being able to think about building or creating things and being with people and that that energy that like lavender has and that community has I feel like I just can't actually so many events so many things so many this this that and how I would maybe build I hit a wall and I'm like I can't do that. I don't get to belong to that anymore. And so it's really hard to like, remember that time. It brings up grief actually, where it's like, oh, I thought it was going to be really different. And now I don't have actually like a lot of hope that it's going to be um, the way I thought it was going to be. And there's so much like a different kind of creative visioning that has to happen for me to feel like myself and like other disabled queer people can like be participating in that. Um, that takes a lot of energy when doing capitalism already takes a lot and just trying to find enough energy to keep surviving. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like it makes sense of talking about this kind of aliveness, this kind of energy that Lavender has. I don't know it feels like it's this thing in the past that was always Yeah. Hold on one second. Sorry to interrupt you. Really weird sound. No, I can't hear it, but that's what it's stuck in. Yeah, so we had a little technical difficulty, but um, Liz, you were just sharing about like some of the the disillusionment and the grief that you're experiencing around like how you thought those kind of connections were going to be in your life and the reality of what you're experiencing now as like a disabled human living under capitalism 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So like listening to you talk about like the the possibility that you're envisioning, right? Or the like the the pull towards creating something in queer community that has like this vibrancy and energy to it. It just was like bringing up this sense of, you know, when I'm thinking about that kind of energy, I think about the past and it doesn't feel as easy to access right now just because as someone who's still masking indoors everywhere and who is immunocompromised and just like really trying to like really minimize risk in a way that I don't see a lot of people doing even in queer community. Um, it's like, it's really hard to stay connected to the vision of myself as being a part of that future and a part, a part of that like present moment in a way that like, I feel like I get to belong. And it makes me sad to like, think about that because queerness for me when I was coming up right in these moments of just like abundance and like wow anything is possible and we get to create it it just felt like it was never gonna let me down and I, I guess it's not queerness that's letting me down it's I guess like my vision for what it could be feels like it's gonna take a lot more work to I just don't know how to do it because even when I try and do the work like oh there's an event happening and it's like hey can it we do this so that it's more inclusive and it's like there just isn't a lot of receptivity or, or a lot of people feeling like they have capacity to make that happen because people don't want to wear masks anymore even queer folks which yeah i mean fuck no um masks suck um but um yeah i think uh whatever the crisis of faith equivalent is of like trying to figure out how to how to really be a part of that kind of energy that that all that gives is it's a rough place to be and I think I'm, I know I'm not alone like I know I'm not alone in that but like um I want I love the tactileness of being together and being with with the plants being in abundance being in on the earth and in relationship and physically doing things and you know, the internet just isn't the same. Cause I know a lot of, there's a lot of really rad shit and that's all that like a lot of um, queer disabled folks can access. And those spaces are also can be so magical. They're just like not enough dimension for me to like sustain. And so I guess, I don't know. I don't even, I, I think sometimes I let myself hope that like things can be more um, expansive and inclusive, but I, right now I'm not like in a moment where I have a lot of that on offer um and so all this kind of feels a little bit like a memory it's like oh yeah i remember when i felt like that i remember when that felt accessible um you know i remember the potency of lavender and how much of a gateway it felt like but yeah yeah i don't know yeah i hear that, I hear that. honor that great Although I must say, like, it does make me want to have like a fucking, um, I wish I could have like a, like a lavender purple mask that said lavender menace on it. Whatever. <laughs> Queer events and be like, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like that's, it's, it's going to happen for you. I feel like it's going to be made and sent to you by someone. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear so so deeply and like feel with you around the loss of of that like yeah. vision of how like you're used to connecting and like what you imagined doing in the future and like yeah that definitely deserves like the time and the space and like the depth 
to grieve that. Um, yeah, for sure. And then what connects me in that is I know I'm not alone in that specific variety and reason. And I know that there are lots of other reasons that people like the queer community and being in it and getting access to it and creating it and having a vision for it can feel really like alive or it can feel really shut down. Like there's so much shit that happens, you know, there's so much shit that makes it hard. Um, I think probably maybe everyone who is queer or is on that path somehow, some way, like has at least moments of like, oh, I can't access that now. And like having to process that. Yeah, totally. Like I, I didn't go to like a pride event today because my like now ex-partner is there <laughs> and I, it's a small town and I yeah all about being there. So yeah, I mean, not that that's the same, but like, you know, I think, um, yeah. I feel like that's like the thing about gateways, you know, like they can kind of, yeah. they're, not, they're not meant to be the portal forever. You know, we yeah. step through the portal and then we're in a different space, but then, then maybe there's another portal that like moves, you know, us to another yeah. part of the cycle of life and death and rebirth. And like, you know, I really yeah. hear the, like the grief of, and like the death of like this vision of what you thought connection was going to look like for you yeah and like I know grief to be such a powerful like clearing away of like what doesn't work or isn't feasible to clear the way for what does work and what is feasible and that's where I get really inspired by folks um in the disability community for imagining like ways of connection and like ways to be safer and just like ways to move towards like connection and liberation that like ultimately benefit all beings because totally those are ways that will keep us all safe in the long run so yeah totally. I, have, I have hope for for a different kind of connection to come through and i also just want to honor the reality that like yeah it sucks there's like a longing there that can be um sad and and difficult and also can yeah. like shape and like let us know about what our desires are and that's something that i've kind of been sitting with mm. like how longing can inform my vision for the future and like mm -hmm. really touching the longing <laughs> like really touching that the grief and the absence of things to, to help mm. me to know which direction to move in and also just honoring that it sucks between you know it being in that place between you know recognizing the need and the and the desire and and meeting the need and the desire like that can be a long yeah. a long journey um between those totally two. meandering journey like yeah 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 totally yeah so yeah i mean you know maybe it's like lavender for the rest of your life because I also you know like and just want to honor too like just because it's a queer relationship as we both know doesn't mean they're safe relationships like you know there's no. right like oh god <laughs> uh, oh, no. you know like, there's there's so much to navigate and learn about just being with humans yeah. in general yeah. and it's like okay like we're older we're a little bit wiser we like have more yeah. of an about like what maybe some of the dangers or pitfalls are and like and yet here's this like seed of joy and aliveness and connection that still like lives within us like how can we uh -huh. that and move forward in a way that that honors all that we've learned you know yeah 
and still totally. make room for that because I think that's you know like I watch yeah. watch youth all the time like moving in their body you know because I'm like working in these summer camps and 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 now I'm like working a little bit more directly with youth and like you know just like watching the movements and like how how young folks who haven't like fallen off of something really tall <laughs> like navigate through space yeah and yeah like, be like wow look at you go like you are not worried about that at all and like you know having you know navigated like a knee injury this past year like you know be like no <laughs> like I'm gonna not do what you're doing but like you know yeah. how can I also keep from like atrophying my heart you know like how can I still find small ways to be open to that aliveness and connection and you know just like you know in our meditation practices like kind of coming back again and again to like what's a touchstone the breath and like you know for me in my life it's definitely been what's the touchstone here's lavender you know I still lean on it I still like that's the essential I'll use in the bath like yeah if I see it and I'm walking by and I'm having a hard day, like I'll ask to like harvest a flower and just be like, you know, breathe it yep. in, you know? So, yeah. So maybe there's also other gateways or like friends along the way now that like will support us like yarrow or like, I don't know, whatever energetic. Yeah. So yeah for like yeah. dealing with all the shit in this time, like, I don't know. I'd be curious to, to hear your thoughts about what's like kind of showing up for you these days, like given what you just named. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I feel like what you're pointing to is like being called into creating new relationship, right? Because like the first relationship with Lavender, right? Or the first relationship with like the exciting coming into something, whatever it is, even if it's like, you know, whether it's relationship with Lavender or queerness or whatever has a different flavor and energy than like, okay, now you've been like, you've been tossed around in the waves a couple of times, maybe a lot more times, a lot more times. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, like now what, like, what do you need? What, what feels grounding and anchoring? Um, I don't know. I think I'm still figuring that out. Um, I mean, when I lean into it, meditation practice and really like, I found myself on this last retreat that I did in January, like just sitting in my room on retreat. I didn't even go to the hall, which was interesting because I usually like love being in the hall. But I spent a lot of time just like sitting on the ground in my room and not moving for like two hours. I would just sit there. Um, and that felt so like all of the complicated shit of like what we accumulate over time of like being a human who has to do stuff and be in a relationship with people and like da 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 and like you witness this and you witness that and like fucking like all that that stuff like I actually just like need a minute to like not be the version of myself that is carrying all of that stuff and the present moment doesn't uh in the same way feel like that the version that's carrying all the stuff that's accumulated over time um yeah uh and in terms of like what brings joy it's like you know and like things that are doing that now that have that a lot enlivening 
feeling. Um, I just like moved to Santa Cruz about a year ago, which is like my favorite fucking place ever. And has been, I've, I remember when I was really like a baby, baby queer, I was like, I want to be an old dyke here someday. <laughs> like, that was my fantasy. Cause I was like, I'm probably not going to be able to make it happen. I don't know why I thought I couldn't, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it until then. But I, I would just like see these older queer people like walking around and be like, I'm going to be an old dyke there one day. And now I'm like an old dyke here one day, I guess. <laughs> I'm getting old. Um, my knees tell me so. Um, and I, the palm trees, like I can see like a couple from my window, like they are my buds. They are just like, they through so much shit, through all the wind, through all the rain, through all kinds of wild ass shit. Like, you know, you see the videos and stuff of like hurricanes hitting the East coast and like the palm trees getting battered and they still are like, they flex with it, right? That to me is like the, the quintessential image of equanimity is a palm tree getting battered about by a storm and still like being able to stand. Um, so I love watching them because I'm like, you're my teacher now, um, equanimity. And just like the, they're just like so cute with their little palm fronds, just sort of like, I'm watching it like out my window, like they sort of shimmer in the breeze and they're just like, they're just so stinking cute. <laughs> don't put up with shit i just um yeah like yeah figuring it out but palm trees are calling my name right now i love that i love that i mean tree medicine is big medicine you know like we've gone from bush to tree <laughs> but i don't know there's yeah there's, there's something about about tree medicine that you're naming that i think um i really resonate with around like the rootedness and the flexibility and like mm -hmm. the cuteness and like, so cute cute i've been um listening to some like white noise at night after our conversation because i oh. was like i gotta i gotta figure out some white noise in this apartment um, <laughs> and yes. i settled on a noise that sounds very similar to like the wind moving through leaves in the tree mm -hmm. and like yeah that to me has been like giving me a lot of of solace and like in during the day when when that the mm -hmm. noise machine is not on I'll, I'll hear that from like a nearby tree and i'll just be like oh, my heart is so like soothed by through leaves and um yeah yeah it's interesting too you know I, i'm um preparing some curriculum for my first of school um which I feel really honored to be doing. And I just like wrote a big curriculum about like menopause. Um, and um, something that's kind of striking me about that is just like, yeah, like that's another really big upheaval like in some people's lives. And like, that's another really big like portal and like deepening. And, huh. um, you know, just, just kind of thinking about how these gateways like, I imagine like a deepening, you know, like a kind of deepening it over and over again <laughs> throughout our lives. And like, you know, that's, that's a really big one that folks can, can yeah. experience. And um, yeah, I don't know, just like thinking about how we're always being reborn. We're always like deepening and like kind of what you're describing around, like ways to come into the present moment and ways to like, both honor everything we've been through and also not carry it if we don't need to, you know, like totally. stillness was a really big ally for you in that, like the stillness of being 
like in your room on the floor, <laughs> you know? That was it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the teacher and like the accompaniment right there. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. It gives me some hope to, cause sometimes I feel really intimidated by like how many portals there's left to go. <laughs> uh, now that you say it, man, like, <laughs> uh, you know, being in a big portal myself, a big, big change portal. I'm just like, Oh no. But also like, Oh wow. You know, like there's, there's so much more to learn. I wouldn't want it to be just like one continuous stagnant fucking thing because like that feels really hard to work with. If anything, I look back in that time, like my early twenties, I'm like, that motherfucker was a huge ass portal. It like really forced me like to my knees in a way that like actually did so much for me that I miss that feeling. I miss the feeling of the potency of the portal. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, Okay, I'm not universe. I'm not saying like yeah. Be careful like, what you wish for. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, that feeling, though, that feeling of urgency, because the feeling of urgency that comes easily from the portal is not. It's like that's one of the things that's talked about in Buddhist practice so much, right? Is like feeling the sense of urgency of impermanence. Mm -hmm. It's like, but it's just really hard to do, and things feel so fucking rote, and you're just like doing, 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 doing shit. But like for me, for whatever reasons fucking stinking cute ass palm tree it like <laughs> does that it like brings me into like yeah something and I actually just got like a, a death and impermanence tattoo of like trying to pulling for like can something remind me mm. a tattoo with like actual images like inspired by images that I've taken of like death and nature mm. um and just like fucking a prayer it's a prayer it's a prayer for like can i be connected to that please can something connect me because it doesn't feel right out here if it's just like this sort of like fucking open giant interminable wind tunnel or something like yeah totally because yeah without without the like impermanence without without grief without death there's there's there can be very little meaning yeah and that's like something that i appreciate about grieving time is like things mm -hmm. we feel if we can let that in sometimes it's just it's hard when it's really overwhelming but like yeah you know, but like it's horrible but yeah but yeah there's there is like a sweetness in that and guess who just came to say yes hi meow in a little couch cat you're here to talk about them baby yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, that might be a good note to end things. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Is part two going to be Meow's like talk on death? Is that what's that? Is part two to this podcast going to be Meow's talk on death that happens after this break? Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot to say, but she usually wants to say it at like I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three, or four o'clock in the morning. So. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't know is there any other like last thoughts that that you didn't get to say or um yeah. tidbits of wisdom maybe if you have any messages for any potential young young queer people who might listen to this because it's it is a hard time to be a young person right now i mean the senses are a fucking refuge man your phone is not i mean i i treat my phone like a refuge too i feel like that's like such a good 
I feel like that should be like, that's the tagline. Wait, just <laughs> like that's the tagline on the website. That, I have to you, put that your, your senses are a refuge. Your phone is not. <laughs> wow, sorry. Honestly, like <laughs> that's as much for the queer youth as it is for me, though, because it's just like. But it really is like it, 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 if you're like so right there, like that's the thing that's happening and you get at least a few moments respite from whatever the fuck bullshit is happening. And that's so nice. And your nervous system will thank you. It'll thank me when I do it too. Like, you know, but I guess that's what I'm going to end with. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Wow. Thank you. That's a good reminder for me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah you know because there there's a lot of noise there's like a lot out there and like yeah the senses you know when we're engaging with them in a way that's that's healthy and balanced and not like trying to necessarily escape um no no yeah you know just kind of taking in what's here and you know i feel like lavender is a really pretty safe way to to contact that especially if you're not practiced with that which you know no shade if someone is not practiced because we don't really teach that in in our culture we teach a lot of dissociation like in schools like don't pay attention to your body don't get out of your seat even if you have to go to the bathroom you know whatever whatever so oh my gosh totally it's a real a really beautiful lesson and a really great way to yeah encapsulate some of the wisdom <laughs> this time this offering so thank you so much for that and oh my god thank you so much for going on the podcast and my friends and just yeah i really appreciate like god all the skill that you've accumulated over the years like it's been such a blessing to get to like watch you grow and like deepen into yourself and just like the human that i get to see like sitting across from me is like such a beautiful grounded human who i know like had to really fight to be where they're at and like and also a lot of love, like a lot of tenderness and a lot of gentleness to get there. And I just, I really oh, like honor that in you. And I feel really, really grateful to be walking alongside you um, as a friend in this time. And also somebody who cares a lot about like learning about mindfulness and like meditation and, and how to tend to the spirit in these times. And I just yeah, feel really, really grateful for you. Thank you, my sweet friend. Yeah, likewise, it's been like, just, I don't know, like the blessing of a lifetime to like get to be like connected with you so, through so many different moments in our lives and so many different iterations and the fucking from the all, the deepest and darkest of shit to like the most ridiculous rambunctious shenanigans, like the whole fucking spectrum <laughs> and seeing what we both fucking make of all of it, right? Like, fuck, like, we're still here. We're queer. We're here. Fuck yeah. You know? <laughs> I, like, I vote for more shenanigans sometime soon. I would love yes, to talk about how to make that happen because that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I will end here for now. And if anybody would like to find out more about Liz and their work, um, they have an amazing website called therapistliz.com um, that we'll put in the show notes. So if anybody wants to work with with Liz, who's amazing. Um, and yeah, just find out more. That's a good way to do it. And um, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Love you so much, friend. Me too. Bye for now.
You've been listening to The Herb at the End of the World, a podcast created by me, Samwise Verdon, a community herbalist. And I am a herbalist, teacher, and organizer of Germanic, Celtic, and Lebanese lineage, living as a guest in unceded Shawnee, Osage, Ofo, and Mesopelia, otherwise colonially known as Adena and Hopewell land in Athens, Ohio. This podcast will always be offered freely. And if you're inspired by this work and want to support this podcast and others in accessing healing and learning, please consider joining us as a patron on Patreon. If you're inspired by this work and you want to do something that's not monetary, it is a huge help to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so more folks can find out about these resources. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being interested in healing, love, and revolution. Strong feet.